We have a great interview today. Um, yes. Get to talk to an absolute legend, someone who got the opportunity to do something out of school that almost nobody gets to do in terms of accolades, in terms of accomplishments. Um, Morgan McKinney's just like, just a dog, just plain and simple. Um, and I'll, I'll let you speak on that a little bit because you got to see it up close and personal, you know, when we were only... I only was at the school for one year when she was there um, and you got to play alongside her that one year. Um, but, you know, you got to coach on her team when you guys went and did all the things that you guys did. But um, just what a great player. What a great person. Yeah. Morgan's awesome. She, uh, she has a ton of records at Bushnell um, without a doubt. She's the best player to ever put on a beacon uniform for the women's program. Um, and she's super humble about it too, uh, which is cool to see, um, because a lot of people, you know, near her have told her how awesome she is and she's always remained humble and super grateful for the opportunity, um, which is cool. I had the privilege of, you know, playing my senior year during her freshman year and then being a grad assistant, um, her sophomore year and then being an assistant during her junior year. Um, when we won uh, conference, um, went to the national tournament and everything. So, um, yeah, it was awesome to have her on. Um, we have a pretty good relationship. Um, she is she's humble talking about stuff, but um, if you've ever watched her play, she is so intense, super competitive, Um yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, I you know she talks about her hockey background a little bit. I think you definitely see that on the basketball court with her. Um, super physical. Um, so yeah, it was just it was great to be a part of you know part of her career and you know watch all of it um, you know develop and yeah just kind of see some history be made. So yeah, it was great to have her on and uh, yeah I hope to maybe have her back at some point too. Um, you know, maybe down the line and everything. If she does fully commit to coaching, we'll see. Question mark. Um, 10 school stat records, five-time CCC conference honors, and uh, a champion. Um, and then also she talks a little bit about her her struggles in school early on and, you know, ended up her, her senior year also getting um, – some academic all cc and naia like academic honors and that's just a testament to um who she is as a person as a player and um someone who's willing to to dedicate themselves in the classroom as well um when it um you know seems to be a little bit more difficult for her than others and um it's just a testament to who she is so um yeah we really hope you guys enjoy this episode and uh let's get to our conversation with morgan mckinney All right, let's go ahead and welcome to the show, Morgan McKinney. What's going on, Morgan? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Awesome. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's an honor to be here. I'm excited. We are definitely lucky and honored and privileged to have you on our podcast. Thank um, you. you are probably one of our biggest guests so far. I mean, strictly you know due to accolades and all that. 
Um, pretty, pretty honored to have you on. Um, just to kind of get us started, um, you know, talk to us a little bit about um, kind of your upbringing. Uh, I know you grew up in the Lake Oswego, Oregon area. Um, just kind of what your early sports and basketball experiences were like up until your high school career. Yeah, so I was born in California and adopted from there. Um, and then adopted around five months. So, you know, I've been with my dad my whole entire life. Um, and then we, we moved up here, his job brought him up here. So I basically grew up in, I grew up in Lake Oswego. Um, very fortunate place to grow up, very safe area. So I'm super thankful for that. Um, it was an interesting community kind of to grow up in. Um, to, you know, to say the least, but so I, I grew up here and went to high school um, at Lake Oswego and growing up, um, I, I never even had a ball in my hand. That's always kind of how people perceive my upbringing, which is completely valid considering I played in college and everything that I've done. But my first sport was actually hockey. So my dad's from Detroit. My sister was a figure skater. I played hockey. My sister switched to hockey for a little bit and then went back to figure skating. So we were actually like in complete ice family, um, which is so foreign in this area on the West Coast. It's just not a thing. Um, and so that was really, that was really my first sport. And then I didn't pick up a ball until I'm not even sure, like maybe 11 or 12 and really like kind of, and then the next year I joined like a, uh, I made the A team, like the seventh grade. Yeah. So I was 12. So like the seventh grade A team. And that was the first time that I had made the transition from hockey to basketball and really like switched over. Cause I had always played like in the yard. We had a hoop outside. I grew up in a neighborhood where there were like, eight nine different guys that would come and we would always play and shoot and it was one of those things where like you know our parents were asking us to come back in you know like that's how long we were out there for and it was just such a good time and that's probably you know that's when I was really having fun with it um and then I tried out for that seventh grade you know local Lake Oswego A team or whatever and when I made the A team that's when I was kind of like okay like maybe I could like oh I'm I'm okay. Like I'm decent, you know, like maybe I could like do something with that. And it was the year, like that next following year that I stepped away from hockey um, competitively, which was also a big tug on my heart because I also made the select team and I was the only woman to make the select team hmm. in Oregon, um, which isn't like the math, like a big deal to say, cause there's not that many of us anyways, the pool was really small, but that was like the first time that I kind of had to choose what direction I was really heading into. Um, and yeah, so, and then, and then got into high school and then just continued competitively. I always thought that was something cool about you, Morgan, um, is the hockey transition to basketball. Because Thank you you're like the only person in the world that I know that's made that jump in sports. Um, and so I think that's really unique. Um, and that's, Thank you. So that's a really cool story. Um, okay. So yeah, you're getting into high school, um, the well-known LO. Um, so can you talk about that a little bit um, and what your high school experience was like? And then 
you know, when did recruiting really start for you? And when did you become super serious about basketball and all that? Yeah. So, you know, when I made like that seventh grade A team, I was like, oh, okay, this is, you know, this was cool. The girls that were around me, we were, we were all athletes kind of, you know, from, we were all playing multiple sports, but I was kind of sitting there thinking, these are the girls that I'm going to play with all the way up. You know, we were all the same grade. We were good friends, you know, and we were a really good team. And we just had like freak of athletes, like great golfers, good lacrosse players. I mean, girls that eventually went on, like graduated and went on to go play collegiate levels. And so that was kind of like always my optimism is that's who I was going to like play with. And I got to high school and it was like all those girls just left. And the talent at Lake Oswego just wasn't there. Um, and, and, you know, years before that, it wasn't there. And years after I left, it still wasn't there. And it was, it was one of those things where it wasn't even really in the youth program either. So when I got to high school, I mean, there were three freshmen that made varsity, including myself, and we started. And then, like, you know, and we had an, I mean, we had eight people on varsity. Like, at one point, I think we had seven. And it was just, you know, so we were kind of looked at more of, like, a joke. Um, for being the athlete that I was, I don't feel as if I was probably respected the same because we were so bad. And because we had so many coaching changes, um, my freshman year, I had a coach, um, and then he left. And then my sophomore year, I got a new coach. And then after that, he left. And then my third year, um, Coach Nia Mason, uh, an amazing coach, um, she stayed for two, the two years. So I had three coaches in four years. So the, the culture was not there. There was nothing built um, there were, so I just kind of felt like I was a stepping stone and kind of was doing, you know, I kind of just felt like I wanted to, I wanted to be somebody there, but I didn't see my career, you know, I didn't see my, my Jersey hanging up anywhere, breaking any accolades. I really kind of just wanted to make it better, you know, just be, have it be better than what it was and kind of be a part of that change and be the stepping stone, um, for the, you know, for those that are behind me. Um, and, you know, we never made it to playoffs or anything like that. And we were second to last in league. Like it would be like us and then like Lakeridge, you know, and even sometimes we'd play Lakeridge and sometimes they'd beat us and it would be like, you know, which just, um, which just was kind of sad. Cause we always kind of like sat there at the bottom. Um, but I would say that there were like, there was some really good individual talent that walked through the culture was just never set. And so I think that's why that program always struggled. And so when I was in high school, I was like, well, my high school program isn't very good. So I'm going to go play AAU. And then that's when I made that transition. And I think I made that transition when I don't even really think that's something that like, I was crazy about doing, to be honest, I was very like, I wasn't aware of how stuff goes. You know, I had played hockey my whole life and that was kind of my thing. It's a very different culture. It's a different style of recruiting. It's very different. So I got into it uh, with Gary Lavender, who happened to be the all-time female winningest coach that Lake Oswego has ever seen. One of the best female women's basketball coaches um, on the West Coast. And um, I played for his club program called Oregon Elite. 
and just gradually moved myself up in, in there. Um, and he was the one that kind of helped me got re- get recruited. But to get me to him, it was just a lot of word of mouth. Um, because when I had made the seventh grade A team, I tried to come back and try out for the eighth grade A team and they didn't let me come back. So they called my dad and they were like, no, Morgan needs to like, like, we're not actually going to let her back in the program because it's just not like, she's too competitive. She's like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't going to benefit, you know? And so that's when the word of mouth kind of happened and somebody got us in contact with Gary when we just showed up to the gym one night and they were having clinics and then it kind of just meshed. Um, and I would say that was, that was going into like my eighth grade year, you know, those summers traveling and stuff, maybe going into my freshman year. Um, and that was probably when I made the most competitive leap to be like, okay, like this is what I'm doing because I mean, it was, you know, five, $6,000 a summer to travel to all these places to get recruited. I mean, it wasn't just, for fun anymore. You know what I mean? Like it was for a different reason. And, um, and that's when, that's when that switch probably, probably happened. Cause I knew in high school, it just wasn't going to be, I just wasn't going to go anywhere from that. Um, and so that's when I kind of got in contact with AAU and that competitive side of things. Can you talk a little bit about, uh, the schools that were recruiting you and the levels um, obviously yeah. you ended up at NCU, but, um, can you talk a little bit about who you were talking to and, uh, what that experience was like? Yeah. So, you know, I, I actually, I love telling this story because, you know, I always get different reactions. Like people always say, Oh, like, I'm so sorry, you know, or I get like the reactions <laughs> of like, Oh, like, I don't know so many different things, but I love telling this story because, um, because like anybody, I, I had all these dreams of going D1. Like my dream school was to play at Tennessee, Pat Summit. I mean, like I couldn't even have imagined like anything better, you know, when I made that basketball transition. And when I was in high school and started playing for Gary Lavender and these AAU coaches, I wasn't really thinking about D1, D2. Like NA, I didn't even know NAI existed, to be honest. I didn't know JUCO existed, to be honest, either. Um, just D1, D2, D3. And I had Oregon. I had Oregon come to me, Montana State, Washington State. I had, like, Cal Poly University. I had, like, University of Portland, Portland State, like, these D1, these D1 schools. And, you know, they would ask me to come out. Like, I went and watched Portland State play Montana State. And that was back when John Stockton was on staff at Montana State. And Montana State was recruiting me, and I was like, man, to be coached by John Stockton, what an honor. You know, so these were – I felt really privileged, you know, and I was really chasing it. So I think when, like um, – and Montana State was one of my top schools, and so I think when those schools kind of started rolling in, I was like, okay, like, this is realistic, this D1 goal. Like, this is realistic. I can do this. I'm not far from it, but my grades were so far from it. I mean, like I had a 1.9 as a freshman in high school and like Oswego's a college, college, uh, preparatory school. It's really, it is challenging academically. And it wasn't that I didn't try that. I didn't care. Um, you know, my parents 
my mom had left and then my parents had went through a divorce. I wasn't the same, you know, my sister was battling through mental illness diagnosis at like a really young age. Um, and so, you know, just a lot was going on in my life and just academics were just like, I could not grasp the idea of, you know, coming home from school, from already being in that environment and just sitting there, you know, and continuously doing work. And not to mention, like, I have ADD, I have ADHD, I had dyslexia, you know, and so I'm battling through those as well. And so I'm kind of sitting, you know, more in these isolated classes. And like, I'm, I'm feeling like I, you know, all these insecurities, right? Like when you're in high school and stuff, and it was all just kind of building on me. And so my grades were just like, not good. And I, I was failing classes. Um, I remember, you know, getting tutors that went to Stanford and, you know, I would go basketball and train and do these things. And then I'd go to my tutors for like two, three hours to make up these classes. Um, and just so that I could like play at this D one level and, you know, cause that's what like these, they needed to see that from me, you know, that I cared and that I wanted to like, which I absolutely did, but I ended up my top schools being the Naval Academy and the Air Force, and my dad served in the Navy. So I felt really honored um, to represent. Um, but at the same time, their academics are even more prestigious. And so it was kind of one of those things where when I got to be at the end of my junior year, these D1 schools were just really concerned about my grades. Um, and I ended up graduating high school with a 2.8 GPA and I, I kind of had barely graduated, but it was one of those things where they were pretty worried to take the chance and, and I had understood. Um, but I think it just ran deeper than what people, you know, couldn't see, um, which was a shame, but at the same time, brought me to like the NAI level and brought me to the JUCO level. And so all these different schools were reaching out. Um, and I kind of was like, oh, this is different, but I enjoyed the smaller community aspect of it. Um, the relational aspect with the teachers, you know, when I was having these conversations with the coaches, they're like, yeah, these are typically the size of the classrooms. It's kind of how it goes, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that's something that I really enjoyed about Bushnell. I mean, I met amazing professors there. I mean, being my wedding, me and my kids, I mean, you know, and so it's just those connections are endless. And so when I kind of started to lose those bigger connections and but kind of get more of those intimate ones, you know, colleges really reaching out to me, really wanting to get to know me, you know, I wasn't just a number, you know, just felt different. Um, but I had verbaled to Western Washington University that was 15th in the nation when I was a junior and I had verbaled there. Um, they were eventually taking in all of these transfers from all over the place. And I kind of felt like I probably wasn't going to end up playing as much as what I wanted. So I deverb, I, I, you know, I left that. Um, and it wasn't until like going into my senior year, at the end of probably at the end of my senior year season that uh, my coach, Nia Mason, my third high school coach um, actually played for Heath Alexander, who was my coach the first year at Bush at Northwest Christian. 
she had played for him um, years ago when she was younger. And so that was the connection there. Um, and we drove down there and uh, met him and, you know, met the team. And I wasn't, I wasn't a hundred, you know, a hundred percent sure in that moment. Um, but that was the connection there. Um, yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. My journey. Yeah. <laughs> and that was at like the end of senior year. And so, you know, it was one of those things where I didn't have any more AAU ball to play. So, and I mean, yeah, and I'm, and I'm not, I'm not embarrassed to say it, but I mean, these schools dropped me because it just was like, it's not happening, you know? And I, I do, I had some form of like panic, but I also just kind of had a feeling I was going to be okay because I, school always wasn't my thing anyway. So I was like, you know, I feel like I could find other things. Um, but obviously like, yeah, I, I did want to go to college, you know, and, and, ha- and enjoy that. So, um, so yeah, like at the end of senior year, I, that's when I had committed to Bushnell, like at the very end. <laughs> so <laughs> it was kind of late, but better late than never. <laughs> Definitely. Um, taking yeah. a little bit of a step back, we have, we have something in common in our high school career that we both played for schools that kind of stunk as far as their oh, record yeah. went. Um, my best year was my last year and we uh, made it to the play in game and we lost. So that was our best year. So like big old moment of pride there. And then also, I also yeah. had three head coaches over my time there, which was really tough. And, you know, everything that you talked about, you know, about the culture and yeah. all that kind of not being existent is very real. Mm-hmm. Uh, having, yeah. you know, there's like four other um, guys that I played with all up, all the way up until my high school career that once we got there, they all left for other schools because you couldn't. So just like that whole thing, yeah. it's crazy. We'd have a pretty, <laughs> pretty similar yeah. path along that no, line. That's pretty crazy because, you know, I've, I feel like most people are like, yeah, I had two. Like, that's mostly what I hear, but I, I haven't found many that had, that have had three and four. And I mean, it was just like, yeah, it's a pretty, it's hard to build the culture, you know, like you, like you mentioned. What did, um, skill development look like for you? You talk about getting into basketball a little bit later than most people do. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously AAU plays a huge part in your development, just as far as getting to play against different um, different people, you know, in, in different areas. But as far as your skill development, what did that look like? When did you really, you know, hone that in and uh, dedicate yourself and what, how did that all play out? I feel as if like there was a, like a little bit of luck for me. I feel kind of like I, I'm, I feel athletic, you know, naturally athletic, I would like to say. Um, I feel like genetically, like I'm just, blessed in that way and so you know when I was playing hockey hockey is a very aggressive sport I mean it's just a very different style you know so it's it's kind of like survival of the fittest because if you're not out there you know like being able to take hits and be aggressive like you know you're you're gonna get your shit rocked you know what I mean so like it was it it was one of those things where I've always kind of just been like heavier set and just like this natural like stockiness and so when I transitioned to basketball they just threw me in the post and I was like oh I love this because I can just like 
hit and just i don't really gotta go anywhere you know i don't gotta do all that movement so, i'll be in the back of the zone so, i'll be in the back yeah, of the zone. you you would say that oh my gosh you would. i was like i'm just gonna hang out over here so you know i'm i'm definitely like I'm gonna work a little smarter. I I'm not gonna run all the way over there. So, you know, oh and and I was the biggest girl, you know, on the team. Um, definitely wasn't the tallest, but you know, I wasn't shooting any three pointers. I was always just getting layups. And so, when I was a freshman, sophomore, I'm still a post. That's what I'm doing. And then probably my junior year, you know, going into my junior year, I go, you know, play AAU ball. And Coach Lav's like, Morgan, we got to pull you out to the perimeter. Like, you're 5'8". You are not playing post in college. Like, it's just not happening for you. And I was like, no, I think I'm good down here. Like, I'm good down here. I do I do good down here. <laughs> so, and, and I just – and I kept getting wrecked down there because, you know, there's girls that are so much taller than me now. So now it wasn't even like a, you know, a size, like a strength thing. And so I they moved me out. Um, going into my junior year and that summer I kind of developed into more of a power forward Um, and I've never been a shooting guard you know of any kind I can shoot the ball but um, my mid-range like really started to develop because I wasn't 110% comfortable with shooting the three yet and I still liked being you know in in the paint and so I just really tried to develop my mid-range game and that was kind of my post style of playing in my mid-range game kind of became more of my identity Hmm. I think fundamentally as I developed and then I think like what that looked like was We would do it a lot in college, you know, going into like Barclays, kind of going into post moves, being able to make decisions. Chad taught me a lot of that, but I did learn some of that when I was in high school. And I mean, yeah, you know, it was just stuff that like I really had to work on. I really had to work on my ball handling because that wasn't even really there because I I wasn't really even trying to dribble the ball ever. But I think I've always kind of been one of those players where it's like I make one hard move and I just go like and I'm just gonna go right through you like I like to play bully ball um that's my style I don't really like to get all fancy and creative with it because I kind of always stuck like stick to what works um and so I feel as if my fundamental my fundamental development has always just kind of been trying to perfect just what I'm good at and not to say that I don't work on, you know, like other things I always had to, um, always had to, you know, but I always, I really just loved what I felt like I was comfortable in. And so I just kind of try to do my best to perfect those things. And so like going into my Barclays, like my turnaround fade that I, that I really did a lot in high school that worked for me, you know, like I spent a lot of time doing like doing mid range shots with my dad in the gym and like practicing elbow to elbow, different variations of that. And I fell in love with mid-range that way Um, because I think you can do a lot down there. And then, you know, I got to college and coaches like lay it up or shoot a three a lot. And a lot of coaches are like that. But, you know, I feel I really admire the mid-range game. I think it's a different it's hard to play sometimes Um, and there's different variations of it. And so that's probably like the type of player that I turned into that power forward. That's where my fundamentals, I think, kind of led me. Um, and I would say that probably, 
that probably was also pretty consistent when I got to college is that power forward style development that I had for myself. Um, I never really steered too far away from that, I would say, or needed to, um, you know. I had the privilege of, um, it was my senior year at mm-hmm. NCU at the time, Morgan's freshman year. Um, and so um, at our level, for those of you that aren't aware, in our conference, our men's and women's teams travel together because we play in the same gym, the same night, back to back. So um, I got to kind of be a part of and see Morgan's whole college career, um, both as a player um, for one year. And then I was actually the grad assistant um, Morgan's sophomore year uh, for the men's and women's team, and then actually an assistant um, her third year. Um, So you talking about your skill development and the player that you were and everything. It's just, it's really cool to hear from your perspective and all that, because as an outsider getting to watch that, um, you're, you can, um, accurately describe yourself if, you know, there's no better way to say that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously Josh and I want to get into your highly touted college career, um, (laughs) as you, um, it, without question, um, are the greatest Beacon women's basketball player of all time. Yep. Um, if you just look at the record book, like on paper, without watching you play, you'd be like, oh, yeah, it's Morgan McKinney, definitely. Um, so can you, I don't know, can you talk about what that was like, not not now, not after the fact, but starting your freshman year, would you have ever dreamt of or thought that you were going to have the type of career that you had? Oh, no, (laughs) no, I, uh, there's no way I, you know, going from Lake Oswego being so bad, you know, when I had the, you know, behind the scenes conversation with Heath, he was like, Hey, like, if you come here, we can, we can hang a banner your first year, you know, really bold statement considering their past, right? Really bold statement. And he's like, we can hang a banner here. He's like, and just the faith that he had in me um, definitely instilled some form of confidence. Um, But I didn't, I didn't think I, you know, four years is long, but four years is fast. And so I I never would have thought that I would have accomplished what I had in those four years or even gotten close. You know, I, you dream of championships, you dream of cutting down the net. I've never done it before until I got there. And, you know, I just, I was hopeful and I was optimistic and I trusted Heath, you know, I trusted Rusty. I trusted the, you know, administration. I trusted the school, the process. Um, I bought in, you know, but I, I didn't go there with the intention of being, you know, the greatest of all time. I, I think I, I wanted to be somebody I did, you know, but I didn't want to stamp myself as the best before I was because I really wanted to earn it. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to really earn the respect from people that like was truly earned. And I, and I just, you know, I was like, I'm not sure exactly what that's going to look like or what accolades those are, but I was like, I'm just going to come in. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to do what I need to do. Um, and I hope we can all hang a banner together. And I mean, we did. I went in there the first year and we, I mean, we went to the national tournament. We didn't win league. 
but we didn't have to because it was the first time in a while that the first, second, and third, you know, top three teams in league all got to go to the national tournament, mm-hmm. us, Eastern, and SOU. And, I mean, it was crazy, you know, just even being in that arena, to be in that platform, um, to be on that court. And so, you know, I never – I think I just wanted to be a part of something because I think I felt the lack of culture from Lake Oswego and the lack of consistency and structure, you know, and family. And I think I just wanted to like find that. Um, I wasn't so concerned about what I was going to do on the floor because I think I just was craving like deeper relationships with people that I just didn't have when I was here if that makes sense. So I think I was more excited for that. That was like my men. I was like, I'm excited to be with my team and make all these memories and like win or lose. I think I was just so excited for like a fresh start, you know, college, you know, meeting new people, meeting new friends, um, academically, athletically. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I never, I never would have thought. No, I never would have thought. Because I look at some of those records now and I'm like, yeah, no. Some of them I look at and I'm like, oh, wow. I didn't think I would ever do that. So I, yeah. I would like to say this um, for our listeners. Morgan would still be the best of all time, even if she didn't have her <laughs> fifth year of eligibility. Um, so for anyone that ever looks at that, it's like, oh, she played five years. No, you <laughs> should have just watched the first four and you'd still see think the same thing. So um, I, I do want to ask you this. Um, mm-hmm. So, two-part question. First, um, would you have thought during your recruiting process going to that freshman year that you were going to have the role that you did as a freshman? Um, I have one vivid memory of like, oh, Morgan's going to be a player. And that was at Corbin your freshman year. Um, mm-hmm. You kind of like took over for a short period of time in the game. Um, mm-hmm. And then second part, can you talk about – what it was like to go from your first year national tournament to your second year where this was my GEA year. We had a new coach. Um, mm. and it was honestly like, let's be honest. It was a struggle that season. So can yeah. you talk about those two things, um, really quick? Yeah, absolutely. Um, man. Yeah. That Corbin game. I think I do remember that game. I think I do. Yeah. Um, you know, I I wanted to come in, and I definitely, I think after having conversations with Heath and, like, me being, you know, fully committed and then coming on campus and kind of seeing the team, and, um, you know, I had looked around the team, and I we had a lot of talent in the room. Like, there was, there was no doubt. You know, we had good, we had good girls, um, but, you know, I felt, I felt as if I, I could have started I could have started, you know, I felt as if that was probably going to be my role, that I was going to become a starter, um, that I was going to carry decent minutes. I felt like that was the role that I was comfortable kind of stepping into and wanted to take on. And that was something that I, you know, that Heath and I had talked so much about. Um, He was very open and honest with me that I was going to be playing big minutes. And I think I really wanted to embrace all of that responsibility. Um, And so I wanted that, you know, I wanted, I think I felt probably a quarter way through, probably halfway through league. I was like, I really think I could take over. 
I truly felt that way. You know what I mean? Like when I got halfway through freshman year of league and there was a girl named Maya, Maya Diaz, who was like two-time player of the year. She's an NAI All-American. Amazing. Great player. Um, you know, yeah, straight up baller. Jordan Woodvine was in that league. You know, she was a local kid, went and played at Boise State, dropped the level, um, came down. You know, she was another um, – she was competing with me that year that I got CCC Player of the Year. So she was runner-up. So, you know, there were amazing girls in that league. But I think halfway through my freshman year, I kind of looked around. I was like, no, I want to – I could be somebody. I want to be somebody. I want this role. I want this responsibility. And to and to be honest, I want this to be my team. I want this – I, I want to own this league. And I truly think that um, that's when I probably had that that real, real confidence of, like, I really could do something here. You know what I mean? Um and felt like that was kind of going to be my role. Um, that's probably when I felt it. Um, and then your second part question was, sorry. Transitioning to that second year. Um, Tran- was, oh, yeah. That's... It was a different experience, and it was a new yeah. and all yeah, that. Yeah, so that was wild. I was upset that year, most likely. I was having a rough year that year because, I mean, it was one of those things where – I developed this great relationship with Heath, my first coach. Um, obviously, I understood he got a better, you know, a, a a different coaching job, and I I understood, you know, and we kind of we went through the interview process, and the first three people, or the first two people, I just I really didn't feel confident about, and then Chad came in. And it was so funny because nobody knows this, but Chad recruited me to go to Lower Columbia before mm-hmm. I committed to Northwest Christian. And I didn't even, I barely kind of knew like who he was when he called me, but I knew him through like the AAU stuff. Um, and so he came in and I was like, oh, this man's qualified. He didn't need to say anything to me because I, I, I recognized him and I knew what he did in AAU and I was like, out of our options, if these are our options, you know, um, but I was like, Chad is most certainly qualified for what he does. And I felt really confident within that moment that he should be hired. And I and we just had a really rough year. I mean, it was his first year, you know, I felt like I was really trying to like help lead this team, but I'm a sophomore, you know, and I'm young. Um, and we just went from being third in league to ninth in league and we were losing games. I mean, by like three, four points sometimes, like we really weren't that off, but we just couldn't close out. And I mean, we sometimes would give really competitive games, but our record just didn't show it. Um, there was a lot of, there was a lot of hesitation, I think from girls, you know, whether, you know, they want to return or not. Uh, you know, which is valid in college. It's a little more of a business. Like you kind of have that luxury to pick up and go if that's like what you want to do. Um, you know, and I felt worried. I felt worried that what what was going to go down at Lake Oswego was going to go down here. You know, like I felt like I'm going to have a repeat. Like here's my second coach, you know, in my second year. You know, we're not very good. I just was like, man, like, do I need to stay here? Like, I was like, is this a sign of like, don't put like, 
you've been through that once, you know, pull yourself out or, you know, is it a sign to stay and just like, but I think for me at the end of the day, you know, I'm just, I'm just so loyal and I really did buy into what Chad had said. And I watched, you know, the girls that were coming in and Chad and I spoke a lot about the culture and like how we felt like that should be set. And I think I just continued to put faith into him despite the rough year that we had. And that's why I came back for my junior season, which ended up, you know, being the best, you know, season women's Bushnell women's basketball's ever had. Um, but I was most definitely terrified that it was going to turn into like what I went through in high school um, because we just made such a significant drop and the team was divided at times. Um, coach and I were divided at times. I mean, you know, Coach and I's relationship is amazing, um, but we butt heads like no other. And that was a really rough year, um, you know, because I was upset and worried and selfishly just didn't want to have to endure what I did in high school or, you know, any of my teammates. So, um, but yeah, that was a, that was an interesting year, but we battled through. You, had, you kind of talked a little bit about this earlier, but just like the leadership aspect of it, you know, you come in as a, coming as a freshman and obviously make your presence felt and you talked about halfway through that season you wanted you wanted that team to be yours and that's um that's so rare to get that from a freshman you know from a um you know their personality standpoint but not only just like that but just like the production aspect as well like you were there you were producing it was clear that you were you were a leader if you wanted to or not you know if you were a vocal leader whatever Mm -hmm. when you're when you make that kind of an impact you're you're a leader so um is that is that kind of natural to you to be a leader and then how did that kind of play out like did you did you want that leadership aspect beyond just like the performance on the court and then what are some of the challenges because obviously you talked about that coaching change and you know it's your team you feel like and how much of this was just like a, a process of leadership and getting to own your craft as well yeah you know i i talk about this a lot with my dad because he's always sometimes showing me and this obviously months ago or throughout the years you know showing me my accolades showing me whatever it is that I've done like and I've always just kind of been like oh well there's more to be done and I've never really always I've never um taken like time to kind of like give myself that moment of everything that I've done and like be like so proud of myself sometimes because like I kind of like you know you like you keep chasing that next thing. Um, but I kind of feel like that's where like some, a lot of my leadership comes from. And I just wanted to keep, I just wanted to keep giving Chad and the girls and my dad and like this community, like more. That's just like what I kept thinking about. You know what I mean? Like I really do believe in servant leadership and I believe in, you know, like, if you're going to talk, you know, you better be able to do it. And so I, I feel confident, you know, when I, when I say things, um, when I would lead, when I would throw out my opinion, I do have a very dominant personality naturally. Um, I know that about myself. I hear that a lot. And so, but I really just wanted to like keep serving everybody you know, like I, I really just wanted to keep like getting championships and getting banners and like, and doing all of this stuff. And I was like, the only way that that's going to happen is like, well, I'm going to show up, I'm showing up to every practice. 
I'm at every single game, you know, I'll carry ball bags, I'll carry jerseys, you know, we host dinner here in Portland at my house when the girls come up here. And so it's like, you know, I really wanted to, I wanted to have all these accolades and all these things, you know, for everyone else. But I was like, the only way we're going to get there is like, I've got to do it. You know, I've got to show up, um, even on my worst days. And I wasn't perfect. Um, and I wasn't perfect with every teammate that I ever had. Um, but you know, I really, I really felt like me leading was just, was just doing whatever it was, you know, like just, just living by my actions. I really, I, you know, and I just, um, that's why I feel like what I did on the floor reflects just how I speak and how I carry myself because, you know, I, I really did have to put in that time and put in that work, you know, it, I mean, that wasn't just, it didn't just come out of nowhere. You know what I mean? So, um, if that answers your question, sorry. Oh, yeah. You're doing great, Morgan. Doing great. Thanks guys. This is my um, first podcast. You guys are my first podcast. I'm honored. So it's pretty cool. Um, okay. So I kind of want to get back into your career. We, uh, you know, we've talked about your first two years. Um, mm -hmm. What happens after that is some really cool things, some great accomplishments, yeah. um, some fond memories, some not so fond memories um, mm -hmm. with outside circumstances. So, um, but, and this is, and this kind of hits home for me too. It's really cool. This was part of my, uh, yeah. you were part of my first experience um, getting a championship at the college level as a coach. Um, mm -hmm. Josh talked a little bit about what you guys shared in common with your high school careers. We share a little bit in common with our college careers. You know, mm -hmm. all three of us obviously played at the same school. Um, but, um, you know, Josh and I also um, were part of some championships in college too. So can yeah. you talk a little bit about um, that nineteen twenty year, your third year? Um, we win league. Um, we go to the national tournament. We all know what happens in that national tournament. And it was just a wild ride of emotions from day one of practice to the very last day of the season, something that we would have never expected. So um, mm -hmm. can you talk about that season? I'm sure it's – I would think it would be your favorite season, but, you know, I don't know. Just kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah. You know, it uh... – it's weird even saying that I played five years of basketball and thinking that, you know, that's like two years ago, like when I was a junior, you know, I don't know. That's kind of weird because you usually just play four and be done. So the fifth year kind of throws me off a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. But that was by far my favorite season. Um, that was just, and I, I don't think about it as often. Uh, but what I think about, it, obviously it's, it's, you know, it's such an amazing thing. Um, that that sadly was the year um that my grandma had passed away um and and i found out at weights and conditioning got a phone call and it was you know it was october it was early october so you know it was right in the beginning of that preseason okay like we're we're mm -hmm. grinding like we're we're getting into it now like this is you know games are mid october you you guys remember or whatever so it's like we're kind of getting ready to go and I just, you know, um, my grandma and I were incredibly close. She lived with me. Um, and so that was, 
I wasn't the same after that. I changed in that day. I changed in that moment. Um, and that's just when I turned into an absolute dog, like an absolute alpha, because at that moment I just lost somebody, you know, that I, that I just was, uh, so deeply connected to. And I just was like, you know, I'm just going to go after what I want and my work ethic, you know, just, I just was on another level, my mentality, my focus. Like I just, I didn't want anything else. I felt as if I was doing it for my grandma. That was my pure motivation the whole entire time. Um, I felt angry for that season because I, you know, had lost somebody. And so it was a really weird season because all these amazing things were happening, but I had such this, I had such a loss and, you know, I lost her and I didn't miss any games. I didn't miss any practice. I didn't go home. I didn't even go home to see my dad, you know, just an hour and a half up here. And I stayed, you know, cause, cause we were, you know, we were getting going and I felt that leadership. I felt that weight, that responsibility. And so I kind of put my grandma's passing on hold, but like had all of these like internal, like, you know, I was playing on the court. So like, I don't know. I just felt, you know, I just felt different. I felt, I felt like a, like a true alpha and I just was chasing after what I wanted. And, um, that was the best, you know, stat career, I guess you could say, you know, um, the best stat year out of my career. Um, and yeah, you know, it was, it was crazy. We just played really well together as a team. It was obviously, I had a really great team. So obviously it helped to stay busy when I was going through kind of this, you know, what people weren't seeing this downhill, um, mental side that I was going through and, you know, but my team was great. My relationship with Chad really deepened, um, you know, Jordan, you and I connected rusty K. I mean, like I felt the love from everybody, um, and, you know, it just felt like a good season. And we just, it felt like we were all just kind of on the same page. Like there was one moment, you know, where we were all like, okay, we all know that like, we're good. We can all like achieve this goal. And it just was like this unbreakable bond, you know, this like, this thing that everyone knew that we could do, um, do it together. And we just all respected each other and loved one another, cared for one another, supported one another. Um, and it just felt like, a really powerful year because uh, it was probably the first time ever that I had been a part of a team that was everybody was on that everybody wanted the same thing you know everybody was chasing after the same thing um, and that felt really good uh, and then yeah you know obviously winning winning league was massive that was the first time I ever got to cut down the net you know, and then winning the, you know, winning the conference tournament and cutting down the net again and getting a second trophy. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so surreal. Cause I had, I had never, I've, I've never had. Um, and I think in that moment when I cut the net, you know, I just, it felt good. Um, because I felt, I felt my grandma with me in that moment. And so that was a very special year for me. And that's probably, that's who I dedicate if I have to dedicate that to anybody, um, she was my peer motivation. Um, I would have not had the year that I did probably unless that, unless she had passed to be honest, because, um, my mentality had just changed 
Um, you know, and it wasn't in a mean way or stepping on anybody to get what I want, but I just, I just really believed in myself and my team and I was confident. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, and I felt her with me the whole time. So cutting down that net, getting that trophy, that was, that was a great year. Um, and then obviously going to the national tournament, I was super excited cause I'm like, I'm going back for a second time. And the first time I went as a freshman, I think I had like 17 points, but we lost and I played, we just got like completely ran out of the gym, like the second half, it was pretty bad. So I was like, okay, redemption. And then obviously, you know, we get there the first two days we're practicing now comes like the morning of the third day we're supposed to play we're at shoot around and I'm I'm just looking around at all these coaches and they've just like they just look so sad and and I you know obviously Twitter's blowing up with D you know certain levels getting canceled already and and you know so when that moment came Chad pulled us all together we were at like the sports complex practicing mm-hmm. and he just was like, he didn't even really need to say anything. We all just knew what it was. And obviously girls start breaking down, you know, and, uh, yeah, my heart, my heart just went out to everybody. It, you know, that was such a tough day to even describe, you know what I mean? Like, and I just remember coming home the next day. Um, and that just was it, you know, there was, yeah, that was it. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to speak on it if you don't want to. I can speak from, like, my perspective, though. I think that um, I'm not – I don't really like to think about what-ifs, really, mm-hmm. um, because I think things happen for a reason. But yeah. um, in that moment that you just mentioned when we all kind of found out that our game got canceled and the tournament was canceled, I think it was just um, – it was obviously really sad because you just feel bad for the team, like the players, like all of you, mm-hmm. um, you know, us coaches, I think we're more worried about you guys. Um, right. And so I think the, the hardest part was that half of the first round had just happened the day prior and mm-hmm. we had all gone to the, you know, national tournament parade that the NAI does the night before on the floor. Yeah. And so yeah. it kind of, it felt super real in that moment. We're like, okay, we get to play tonight. Like, um, yeah. And I, and honestly, you know, this is the part I don't like, you know, talking about as a what if, but I, I really do think that we were about to make a run um, with mm-hmm. the way that we were playing at that point in the season. So yeah. that's really hard. Um, but I think from that, I think that a lot of us grew um, and, um, yeah. you know, lived with something tough, um, which, you know, that was that was tough for quite a while, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But did it give you a different perspective on not the next season? The next season was just like crap, also. Um, <laughs> but like the season yeah. after, even though even though like you guys won back to back, we didn't get to play Ooh. for like over a year. Oh um, yeah, it was crazy. And, so and what, it was just a what nightmare. We play like. Yeah, we played like 13 games. <laughs> right. But hey, there's still got to be a champion, right? So That's right. Um, I'll take but like, did you, did you get perspective during that, that huge gap in, until we had some normalcy again this last season? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was like, I think COVID really did change my life. Um, and that's the thing, too. And, and yeah, the whole what if thing, 
I, I'm not, yeah, I do believe everything happens for a reason. And, you know, I don't really play the whole what if thing either, but I think there's no doubt that year women's basketball, who's ever in that tournament throughout the country knows that we were coming. They knew. I mean, I think it was very blatantly obvious that we could make a run, um, you know, and that's probably as much as like I'll say about it. Don't know how far, you know, that run would have taken us, but there's, there's no doubt. I mean, I think, you know, there's no doubt. And I think we all knew that the whole country knew it. Um, and so, you know, that, that, that was definitely cool and comforting. Um, but yeah, when COVID, when I got home, you know, and my dad's like, it's going to be a two week thing. And I was like, no, dude. Like, I felt like I always believed that COVID was going to be long because I was like, the world just is on such a, you know, it's so crazy right now. And, um, so I had prepared to stay home for a long time. So I told my dad, like, let's just go move myself like out. So I moved out early, like from school that year. Cause I really felt confident that I was going to be home. And, um, I'm a very social person, super extroverted. So COVID really shook me because I couldn't be with anybody, you know? And, um, I really had to learn how to be alone with my own thoughts. And that sometimes, you know, can be really difficult, really, really scary because, you know, I've spent so much time with a ball in my hand. I kind of realized I don't, I don't even really know who I am outside of that. Um, there's a lot of things about me that I, you know, that I didn't know that I wanted to know lots of things that I, you know, wanted to do. I had all this downtime, you know, um, I wasn't working out as much. Um, and I kind of enjoyed that, you know, I started, you know, I got some time off and my body really enjoyed that. My body really needed that. Um, but it really put in perspective for me, just like, how much bigger life is outside of ball, you know? And like, mm -hmm. there were people, I mean, obviously dying and um, so many people getting sick around me and so many relationships that I started rekindling um, and found a lot of rejuvenation in that, you know, from people that I hadn't talked to in years and the world slowed down for a moment. And I think that's what I needed because I think, being the leader that I was, I felt like I was always in this different place of going like a thousand miles per hour compared to anybody else, mm -hmm. you know? And it felt like, and I felt like, oh, oh, weight and pressure, you know, from all different like variations of things and making people proud and, you know, um, and I just kind of felt like during COVID, I kind of got to sit back and just kind of relax for a second and it definitely changed my perspective on like, okay, well, I'm not going to ball the rest of my life. Like, what else, Morgan, are you interested in? Like, what else do you love? Um, who do you want to be around? Who who have you missed? Um, and as weird as that sounds, like, I think I would just spend a lot of time talking and being with myself. And it really changed a lot of my perspective on just overall life, um, you know, um, and that after ball, you know, I'm going to be okay. And there's going to be all these, all these other different things, all these other different avenues that I could explore. Um, and so I think going into that senior year, uh, my undergrad senior year kind of put my heart at ease that I was like, you know, yeah, like it's going to just be okay. Even though, yeah, it was a really crazy year. What was that last year like for you as a player? Cause you talked about how you, 
like had this awakening, this this dog mentality, this ferociousness to you as a player, and then you talk mm-hmm. about this big gap, which you know we all we all dealt with, and we all you know um, yeah. came out differently on the other side, you know, for better for worse, whatever it happened and everyone else's situation. Mm-hmm. But um, you talked about this this ease a little bit about that last year because I think it happens to a lot of people of. Um, sometimes they press a little bit their last year of this, like, I don't know what's on the other side. I want to like finish it the yeah. right way. And so there can be a little bit of, um, outside pressure or, or internal pressure in that sense. Um, did you enjoy playing a little bit, um, more on the side of I'm going to be okay on the other side or like what, what was that like for you to have a different mentality of playing? Yeah, I, you know, when my like when my grandma passed and like you know that crazy like accolade year that we had and going to nationals and winning all these awards like you know I did have that dog mentality and like I felt good and like you know COVID hit reality kind of started to set in I was like okay life like we might not go back to ball like we might not go back to like you know doing all this and you know having that dog mentality you know and like getting myself ready to go because I didn't know where the world was going um and so yeah my mentality totally switched kind of became like a little more calm and at ease and not so like high strung about basketball um and kind of tried to give myself like take off a little bit of that pressure you know i think yeah i think probably the going into my senior year like having dealt with like you know like the beginning of covid and stuff um I think I was battling through like internal depression and anxiety and just a lot of stress. Um, And because, you know, I was sitting there thinking, well, if we do go back, you know, I got to be ready to go. And it really sucked because that summer I was playing on a sport court with my buddy Brett and he had pushed me over and I had partially torn my MCL. Um, And I had done some PT from it and like, And so I was nervous going into my senior year just with my knee alone. And so, yeah, I feel like going into senior year, I definitely, it wasn't as enjoyable for me. Um, You know, I didn't know if we were going to go back to school. I didn't know what basketball was going to look like. I heard we had to play with masks. I didn't really want to do that. Um, Obviously, I was nervous in some ways to get COVID. Um, you know, I was fearful in many ways because I was like, there's just no way this year is going to be like what it was last year. So I would probably say my junior year was the most fun that I had ever had playing basketball. Um, conf- yeah, I would say that confidently. Um, I would say a game that could match that year from my grad year would be my last home game of my career versus OIT for in the playoffs. I would say that game, that's the only game that could like match that same mentality, that feeling that I had. Um, Cause that, yeah, undergrad senior year was just really hard. I didn't enjoy basketball as much because I think the world, there was just so much going on in the world. And my mind was in all, all these other places. I was thinking about my knee. I was thinking about ball, you know, um, I was still recovering from the loss of my grandma that I never even really got to deal with, you know, um, so junior year, even though that was a rough year, um, it felt easier in some ways, you know, in many ways and more fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So two championships, a couple national tournaments, and then college career is over. What are you doing now? What are you looking forward to? Um, I know me and you had talked about this briefly a couple of times, like what you want to do professionally and with your career, mm-hmm. but, um, what are you doing right now? What are you pursuing? Are you just kind of chilling or are you going after something? Yeah. You know, I'm floating. That's like what I call it. I'm just floating for now. Um, and it feels really good to float. I feel like I, and you know, I've, I've said this to a couple of people and everyone always takes it differently, but it's just, it feels really good to not work for somebody right now. And I felt like I've kind of just been doing that for a while. Um, I felt like I put a lot of pressure, a lot of stress on myself to not have the personal accolades, but to just, you know, do what I felt, what I wanted to do for Northwest Christian, do what I want to do for Bushnell, you know, and I felt, I feel like I've, I've done a lot and I haven't really taken any time for myself. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, wanting to get, get to know myself more. So right now I don't work. Um, I'm kind of just hanging out. I live at home with my dad, um, back in Lake Oswego. I do, I do technically, technically I am, uh, like men's varsity, like assistant coach at Lake Oswego high school under coach Cho. Um, mm-hmm. and I do, I do do that. Um, and he was when I was a sophomore, it was his first year coaching there. Now he's going into his eighth. So we, we go way back a little bit and um, I felt confident joining his staff because just the good people it's, it, you know, it feels good being around good people, but yeah, you know, when I got done playing basketball, I was like, you know, I don't really have, I really don't have aspirations of playing overseas, which I turned those down. Um, And there were those. And, um, and I don't really have aspirations of coaching either. And obviously now I'm coaching. So that's like the complete opposite of what I said, but you know, it doesn't really, it doesn't really feel like I'm coaching. Um, it, you know, it kind of just feels like I get to be around like good guys every day, just good people. And so I'm committed to that for a year. And then after that, um, it's just really open. Um, I've got some people that are asking me to coach with them. I'm not a hundred percent sure if that's like what I want to do. So that's why I'm kind of just continuing, uh, to just like kind of hang out this year and do that. Um, but I probably am going to travel a little bit this year. I like to camp a lot. I want to go snowboarding. I want to go skiing. I want to try a bunch of different things. Um, and, but that's mostly, yeah, that's mostly where I'll be, um, but after that, I'm not 100% sure. I'm pretty – I'm very open. I could see myself coaching in the future. Um, but part of me sees, sees myself coaching when I'm older. Um, but, you know, if I fall in love with it, I fall in love with it. Um, but uh, I don't – I'm not 100% on what I want to do. But uh, just be around people. I'm just a big people person. So – something in that something in that range but yeah so I'm over at LO but I I haven't been telling many people that but I think people can tell from my Instagram because Cho makes Mm -hmm. me repost all these things and so Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's like you got to repost this stuff your own staff (laughs) he doesn't actually say that but yeah so you know they're it's a great crew over there um and I like the culture um and so it's a good comfortable transition for now Mm -hmm.
That's good. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I was going to say, cause mm-hmm. a few months ago I had congratulated you on an amazing career and we had talked a little bit. I was like, Hey, That's so right. is there any coaching down the line? And you're like, no, no, no. And then I see all these reposts of you coaching. I'm like, what, what happened there? I know. Um, I know. And it's, yeah. I yeah. I recruited. thought Morgan was over and yeah, done what's, with What's this all about? I thought that was it. Man, you, know? you know what? And you know, what's crazy is like, um, and it's and it's kind of it's kind of tough because you know I don't I don't think I love basketball as much as what I used to I I do I do partially feel like really burnt out like individually you know but being around these kids um, they're great and Cho and his staff are great um, but you know and that's why I kind of said it doesn't feel like coaching. Um, but it's interesting because it I don't I don't know if it's really something that I want to do because I really do want to give myself other opportunities to discover like other things about myself. Um, but you know, yeah, I'm just super blessed for the opportunity. But I think part of it's been hard because I also have been trying to step away personally, but I still, you know, kind of show up to the gym every day. So kind of trying to find like that balance, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's, 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 I mean, it's a very different perspective, especially being on men's side, very different, but I think I enjoy the men's side more than the women's side. I have to say that I think that fits my personality more, I would have to say. So that's good at least. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Um, definitely take, definitely take your time. Definitely do your travel, go camping, do all that stuff that you love to do. Get away from the game. Um, and I'm not here to entice you to coach, but I think objectively <laughs> I would sign up for any player that would be connected to Morgan McKinney in any way, in any form of coaching, well, any you. form of training, any term, any uh, type of mentorship, I would sign up for that kind of a player. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. No, I mean, you know, I, I, I feel as if, you know, it's in my life for a reason and I, I feel like I feel like I'll retire coaching like part of me feels that way like very strongly even though I say like I step away now like I look I look however many years into the future and I'm like yeah like I'll probably still be on a court with my clipboard you know like and I don't know so I you know it's it's a part of my life and I don't think it'll ever leave me um, which is kind of cool. And the connections are just so endless. You know, I've met so many amazing people. There's so many, it's to the point where like, even if I did coach, I'd be sitting there looking like, who am I going to hire? Like, there's so many people I could contact. I mean, seriously, like so many assistant coaches, I would be like, Hey, so many train, like so many people that I know, um, you know, that I would, you know, if I were to ever run a program, um, there's so many people I would have to call, you know, cause that's just how many, you know, so, and that's the cool part of, that's the cool part about basketball, obviously, um, that relational aspect. So, yeah.